0: one two three four five it's done
1: we have five days left that's it okay so five days left for the maps anywhere that's right five days of christmas after christmas now listen maps anywhere is the maps program where you don't need any equipment we actually program a workout based on your body and you can also utilize some bands and a stick Really minimal equipment, yeah. extremely effective. It's ready, set, go. You can replace your workout with it and then go back to your regular workout and you will see improvements. You could do it on its own. It's it's the most effective non-equipment-based program Any, I've ever seen. Anywhere. You could do it anywhere. Yeah. It's half off right now. 50% off. Or enroll in the RGB Bundle, which is nine months of exercise program, which has MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Get that and we'll give it to you for We're free. we throw it free? in. Free? For yeah. free!
2: Holy shit!
1: You can if find it this at it. mindpumpmedia.com. Do not miss out on this promotion.
3: It'll probably never happen again. iTunes review time. iTunes review
1: time. Review iTunes time. review. Time. Tell, tell us, tell us. Tell well, us. Obviously, Halloween.
3: obviously, Christmas got people very uh, distracted because oh, we only God. got how ten reviews. You, Don't forget in about in the past us. week. And by the way, remember how I said we wanted to get a thousand reviews by the end of the year. Well, we're about twenty four shy of that. Whoa. So you <gasps> guys mean, have about five days oh. to get the rest
2: of those out there. Otherwise we have, we have to to goal. That means we have to hit twenty four on this next review coming up. Even oh, could, though, oh, even be, yeah, okay, before this next so review. So we're for calling sure. for that right now. Yes. We need everybody's help. We if you're a Army. Mind Pump fan, if you're a listener, you haven't left a review, you haven't tried to get yourself a free T-shirt, Sal, so tell these motherfuckers how to get a free shirt, This please. is what you do if you
1: want to get a free T-shirt. They're nice people. Number one, you have to leave a review. By the way, if you don't hit 1,000 reviews...
2: Then uh, tell them step-by-step step how to do this because it's a pain in the ass. Uh, iTunes makes well, this very different. Say, Draw it on
1: a paper ju- in I, their mind. I was just going to say Adam was planning on doing a nude calendar. He won't do it <laughs> if you don't leave reviews. I'm just oh, telling man. you right now. If you do leave the reviews, he'll think about it. Anyhow, this is what you
2: do. Listen, <laughs> right. you go
1: to your review. You go to the podcast icon. Click on search. You have to do this. Even, Even if, if you're, you're
2: subscribed already.
1: already. That's right. Go up to the search bar. Type at the top, mind pump. Once you get, type that in, hit enter, click on the mind pump icon, then there will be a little pop up. You'll see a little reviews button. Click on that, leave your review. If we
3: like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free t shirt. Yeah. And I have to remind everybody we love everybody's reviews. We love them. We like all. But there's all. some that we like just a little bit more. We love just, some more. Yeah. We just sort so of uh, we're going to give out three shirts here. Give them away, Douglas. Let me read them off. It's Shady5925. I trust him. <laughs> Snake Slash. I trust him as well. He's a wrestler. Uh, and Jay Hardy <laughs> 31. Of All of you are winners. Please send your name, the one I just read, to iTunes at Mind Pump Media. Include your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. Do it, please. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews.
2: I was listening to our last q and a on the way over here. man, I, I I miss um I miss us talking when we don't talk for three or four days. Yeah. You it's, miss us talking yeah, to each other? miss us talking. I do. I, it just, it throws my, I get really, uh, I don't do so well with days off, I think, as you guys do. I don't do yeah. so well. I get really irritable, and my girl's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I need to work. <laughs> you She's might, like, you God, might you're a, the you're worst. Like you might be old to it. You might be addicted to us. Yeah, yeah I think so. A yeah. little bit. A lot of what we see how that happens. So much, there, a lot of what Which we, I
1: don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah, a lot I'm of what adi- we do is
2: therapeutic, though. For me, you know, a lot of it is like I get it off. I, I realize this is another some more self awareness here. Of, you know, I, I hold a lot of stuff in. Like mm. I, I, if and that's it goes all the way back to childhood bullshit where I, I bury this stuff in and then I wait, I wait, I wait, and then and I have I feel like I have and then a, you let it out. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I have a long fuse, but then. You know, once somebody don't want to f- let millions of people know. You know what I mean? Let's let them all know. Well, and when we do this, I feel like I, I it lets me release a lot of that. So I seem pretty mm. calm and collected. But give us a few days off. I think that's why I get so irritable. Like, you ever notice like, after we've been had a few days off, oh, all I of sudden, notice. my text messages are more yeah. like an asshole when I yeah. text to all of us. It's like, yeah, you're, bruh, you're, bruh.
1: you're extra ornery.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know.
2: I don't know if I, if I agree with that. I think your texts are
1: consistently. <laughs> you're, I'm, consi- oh, I <laughs> I'm see, a consistent asshole. So, no, this is you what, know
2: I've been, what? I, I miss. I, I <laughs> def- have tried to kill, I, all time. I, I
1: definitely miss getting on the bikes. Uh, definitely. But I will say that uh, for the past year, for me, taking time off has saved my life. Uh, it's I, I, I don't have the ability to gr- I haven't had the ability to grind like I could like I normally could just because all the shit that I was going through, and I really had to acknowledge that taking time off for me is just it, it stresses me out, but it also saves me in other ways. Um, aside from you guys and aside from yeah. from Jessica. Um, it's just it's just been essential to keeping me you know keep me functioning, if anything. But I did have a very nice uh, Christmas holiday. I don't know about how did how was yours?
2: It was good. I had a, I stayed around here. We didn't go anywhere. Uh, we stayed. And normally I do. Normally I take off and I kind of do my rounds. My family's uh, so dysfunctional. None of them speak to each other except for I'm the only one who speaks to all of them. So I got to head oh, out man. to all the different. Like the moderator. Yeah, but I, what I did this year and you put I, the function and dysfunction i do yeah what I did this year was I I started that in Thanksgiving so I kind of made my rounds uh, starting Thanksgiving to everybody so for this for Christmas day we actually stayed home and uh, stayed with Katrina. Now Katrina's family is extremely tight. Everybody comes uh to her mom's house and we all get together and it's it's tradition that the night before we all crash at our house or their or her house and when everyone's piled in on couches and and blow up mattresses and and they party all day and then the next day we party again and we eat so i am, i have the most oh i have the biggest food hangover yeah. and i had so much cake dude oh and i remember eating the last just piece just cake just lots of cake dude Such, <laughs> so much cake <laughs> what? and i'm eating what?
1: i just eating, i just imagine yeah i just imagine yeah. like a table <laughs> and there's all these desserts but yeah. there's like cake and then adam's like, like that's
2: Cake-eating contest. And And Adam's like, fuck
1: all the other dessert. I'm just
2: going to eat cake. I don't want uh, turkey. I don't want anything else. It's tradition for us to watch. Katrina and I watch um, uh, Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol uh, animated um, uh, movie. You guys know what I'm talking about? The one where he's Scrooge
1: and, oh, and he, yeah. Jim Carrey oh, plays Grinch. it. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 not the, so not the Grinch.
2: So, oh, the, I know what you're talking about. The, a, a Christmas Carol. Yeah, Christmas yeah, Carol. I know what you're yeah, talking about. and uh-huh. he's all the ghosts. Yeah, and he, and it's all, it's all CGI and stuff. great. I mean, it's probably one. I remember so you watch it every year. Yeah, it's our tradition to watch it. We went and saw the theater way back when we first started dating, and it's been kind of a tradition that we always watch it. Hmm. And we're sitting there watching it uh, night before last, and Katrina's looking at me, and I'm just like. St- like stuffing my face with this cake and she's like <laughs> <laughs> she's like are you are you still hungry and I'm Please like no video. but I'm still I can't stop eating this cake because it's here you know and we have to get it all out of the house like everything is like is this the last piece she's like no there's more downstairs, so I like, go get it go get it we're gonna finish all this stuff right now <laughs> and i remember like eating it and i'm like my stomach is hurting why i but it's so good as i'm going down and then all night last night you know when it's bad dude like and this only happens Did when you i have do the cake shits yes at three o'clock in the morning oh, I have to eat. cake like, shits are horrible yeah when you you know when you're so bad you have to get up and take a poop in the middle of the night like that's <laughs> it
1: so burns. here's it and, wakes you up I just explosive, explosive, want, and it burns there's nothing worse than waking up to poop yes anyone who's <laughs> list,
2: anyone who's listening to this if you shit you're on a regular basis that, you need to fix your fucking diet like If you have to get up at two or three in the morning and take a middle of the night shit, like your diet's (laughs) fucked up, dude. Like, fix your diet.
1: Another name for an indie band. Yeah, (laughs) middle of the night shit. Middle (laughs) of the night shitter. (laughs) So what happens to me? Because I'm extremely. Because I was so I was in uh, in in uh, Nevada. I was in Vegas visiting Jessica's family for over the holiday. Great people.
2: Now this was your first time over there, right? My first time. Yeah, yeah, uh, hanging out with them. It was great. You survived. I see.
1: Yeah, great people. Very. close with each other she has a niece and nephew which i'm totally in love with these kids are 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 great played with them half the time um we had good food you know good times um but yeah when you eat like that man like i'm super regular right i know i poop at the exact same times every day Mm. i know exactly when it's gonna happen Activia, it's just perfect right yeah but it totally throws me off and then i don't and then the next time i do it's bad yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sticks. Yeah. You know what I'm oh. talking about, the stick one? Well, oh. Justin knows because he sticks all the time. <laughs> Come on, man. Always, <laughs> He's always sticks. always bus so checking me. Sad. I had the Justin Poop poops. Habits. I actually had the poops that were like, uh, you know, like <laughs> Like a
3: car crash happened. It, which is embarrassing when, your your sh-
1: toilet. when you're at someone else's house. Yeah. Because then you got to go down there and you got to like, you got to kind of maneuver the toilet paper yeah, yeah, yeah. on it so that it catches on the sticky part.
0: like water and and it flushes know, from the it. sink and you... <laughs> You know,
2: you why do these th- Why do these things bother us as we get older? I feel like I did all that. That's I mean, I I ate like that all the time as a kid growing up, and it, it the, the shits and all those things was just. I think it was. I thought that was normal.
0: Yeah, you just like dealt with it. You, yeah, you I don't think I er- it. Yeah, I don't that. think I ever knew yeah. what it was
2: like to like poop nice. You know, like <laughs> this is enjoyable, and this like, is, oh that
0: wasn't so bad this yeah, time. Yeah, Sweet. Yeah,
2: yeah, like well,
1: like, I think once you know what it's like, you know, what I mean, once you have one of those, uh, you know, those holy poops, right, where you just. Yeah. You sit down, you go, you get up, you wipe, and they're like, you almost nothing don't, you there. Don't even, when
2: it's a good one, you almost don't even need to wipe. You don't need it's, to, it's, it's a so, clean it's break. So, yeah. yeah, it's such a clean break. It comes right out, and it's like, oh, I didn't even, I used like one square I mean, square. those are the moments yeah. in life. <laughs> it's a one you square pooper. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, <laughs> where, where have those been? Yeah, you know,
1: and then I, and then <laughs> this I, how it should be. Oh, and I worked out. So I worked out in Vegas over at the Las Vegas Athletic Club.
2: Oh, was that your first time in there?
1: It was, and it it was. God, man, I haven't been in a gym like that in a long time. There's
2: not. Okay, it was wait, you wait, can,
1: is
0: is that like a meat market? The, kind it of is gym? on yeah. another level. Market. There's. I thought I remember you talking about that.
2: Yeah. Yes. There is. To me, I don't think I've ever been in a gym that th- it's this crazy. You know what it really? reminded
1: me of? It reminded it's like me like all of strippers. Oh, right? everybody.
2: Yes, it, tons it, of strippers. It,
1: it's not just that. It's the equipment, the design of the the place. It's oh, very, everything's all br- it's bright, bright like, and
2: vibrant colors. Yeah. It's like it's like cutting edge,
1: nineties gym, like bodybuilding. Gym, sweet so cutting edge bodybuilder 90s. So you'll see like equipment, and then, galore. and then there's signs above the equipment that says like shoulders, arms, quads, <laughs> ham. So, like, they actually break everything
2: up into body in like, so like fluorescent oh colors, God. too. To yeah, it off. Be, like, yeah. this bright pink it's color, like right? Yeah,
1: yeah, lots of machines. Every guy in there, every guy in there wearing a belt and they were doing uh, yeah. non-belt required exercises like curls, yeah, curls or some yeah. you know cable Curl flies or some shit like but that but how yeah. about
2: everybody's outfits right everybody is like
1: it th- was like i was in bodybuilding heaven of the 90s yes everybody is everybody's
2: ensemble is but like it was a ma- completely done so
1: check this out massive gym right was massive there a lot of gym flat tops well well hold on so it's <laughs> a that would be it's heavy. a huge it's a huge facility right it's yeah. a big big fucking yeah, gym it's actually it's actually a pretty badass gym yeah right there were, I think, two two cages in the whole gym. Two Shut ca- up. That's I, be- it? But that's how it was, remember? Oh, man. That's how it I, was I back in remember. the day. Like, who used like the cage so back then? Yeah. You yeah. wanted benches. You wanted You had to have your machines, leg extension. You wanted dumbbells, and yeah. you wanted a bunch of cables, and that and, was
2: it. Man, and the girls are just like... Done up, bro. Done up. Makeup, hair. Oh, hair, like sexy outfits, like matching all the way down their sneakers. Completely distracting. Hair tie goes with the whole sneakers. Everything's all put together, like... Yeah, no, they 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 look. It's it is definitely so you're there pretending to work out. Totally, what's happening? Totally, yeah. that's actually normally what, uh, what we do when we go to Vegas. We go get our pump on at yeah, another you go gym somewhere else. We get, go there. We go to like a dungeon type place. We <laughs> yeah. get a serious workout, and then we're like, let's go over to you know L what is it LVAC LVAC yeah LVAC so there's, there's that a,
1: makes sense. So yeah. there's a few of them right in Las Vegas. I think there's two or yeah, three yeah. of them right. I went. We were taken to the one that was not the uh, not the, the one mecca. that you went to. Yeah, the one that you went to. That's what they said. They said, listen. Do you guys guys want to go to, I don't remember what location it was. Do you want to go to the location where like all the people are there? It's super packed and you know, everybody looks at each other. Do you want to go to the one that's a little slower? So we're like, let's go to the slower one. But I kind of regret not going to the one that you're talking about, Adam, because I feel like that was something I should have experienced. I must
2: have seen at least, uh, at least 10, uh, Instagram stars there. No. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember walking in and I was with, uh, one of, well, I've been in there a couple times and I was, I was in there one, the first time with uh one of my buddies that I competed with that's what I was out there for and I was like oh there's you know you know everybody's instagram handle there's so and so and there's so and so and the instagram oh and they're and they're all setting their phones up yes. doing their thing and I'm like there's oh.
1: monster blaster 456 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> monster blaster <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah you know what's funny yeah, and I must listening to say this to people cuz it, I just want people to know that I try my best to respond to anybody who posts things on social media. But I just want to say, if you have a ridiculously stupid, long, and hard to remember and spell fucking Instagram handle, like you're the hardest to respond to because I try like two or three times. And if I miss yeah. a letter and I have to go back, and then I'm like, fuck it, I'm not going to respond to this person. It's too Katie hard. He loves
0: it's, it's CrossFit. It's too com. hard
2: for me to scroll <laughs> back, read, read what you, how you wrote it, how many underscores and like hyphens and other shit yeah. that you have in your Asterisk. name. Then yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I, I was I was trying to be cool and like respond to everybody on here, but because you made a stupid name, I can't just get back to you. Make something that's easy, easy to spell and easy to re- mm. reply to. D- mm-hmm. Justin, do you yeah. did you? Eat- oh, don't get mad that I don't respond. That's did right. you eat right. crazy? But this, I read your shit. Did you
1: eat a lot of crazy stuff too?
0: I eat cookies, man. Like uh, that's my that's cookie my monster. dude. My vice, cookie I, monster. There's like, I think I might have told you about these like really fluffy like uh, this is like like a sugar cookie almost, but it's really flaky. It's kind of like the consistency of, of Pie crust, mm. and then in the middle, it has this like frosting, and then the other side's like another one of those little oh my god! It's oh, it's like, like a,
1: it's, like oh it's like heaven. Is it like those French cookies? They look like, colorful and shit.
0: Yeah, well, they like, yeah colored icing, oh, they're like yeah. little trees. It and, couldn't
1: get less manly fuck, looking, but they're I know. delicious.
2: I made sure nobody watched me eat
1: it. Yeah, they're really good. Doug, did yeah. you how was your diet, Doug, over the over the whole I
2: lot season? Of those Oh, way to fuck up, uh, Doug, working over there, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's over here, multitasking and working. I mean,
0: in the- god damn it, Doug. Yeah. He's not on. Way no, to go! He's yeah, not on. yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah way, way to go! Ra- raise it, raise Doug your hand. is over it's here.
2: Fine. He's over here working yeah. diligently, and then Sal decides to throw a curveball to poor guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Hey, Doug! In case you weren't paying attention, stop what you're doing and answer. This. No, no, don't worry about I it. it that's the silly say, question. The rest
0: of it was good. It was just it was the cookies that that got
2: me, and and I had some whiskey. Every dude, what is like? Everybody got me whiskey this year. Can you my... remind? Can remind since you brought that up? Yeah. Everett made these homemade whiskey sours that were fucking bomb. What's oh, a whiskey dude. sour? Well, oh I'm going to have to give them over to my house. So I got a ton of whiskey to do. He, whiskey, I don't know what he mixes. Do you know what a whiskey sour is mixed with? But you use egg yolk. Oh, it's a drink. Yeah, it's yeah. a drink. Oh, I was thinking of candy. And you froth up the egg yolk and it makes this like, and it definitely tastes like whiskey and it has just a little sour bite right. to it. Like, I don't know what you- I am trying to remember. What I don't know if you use lemon juice or yeah. some shit in there or whatever, but- boy, they were good and they were ass kickers, mm-hmm. man. You had that? Yeah, I,
1: yeah, see, I ate, uh, I would eat the desserts and then some candies and then, fuck, man, the addictive properties of these foods is ridiculous. Oh, well, isn't it's it crazy? Bad. Bro, yeah, to the point where uh, I got back yesterday, right? We're at the airport and yesterday I'm already like, fuck, I'm like, I'm done. I need to eat clean. Like, I'm not feeling good, right? Yeah. But you're like at the airport, so I'm like, hmm, I'm going to get some food here at the airport. So driven to get this these kinds of foods that the very last thing I ate was chocolate well, at do, the do,
0: airport. When you eat this shit, do, do you feel like, canker sore thing like little like sores happening like in my gums I was like oh god every time I like eat did like, chocolate
2: flares up your herpes yeah that is crazy my herpes you,
1: how, did, <laughs> yeah. how did you obtain your chocolate <laughs> <laughs> that, sound, that yeah. sounds like an yeah. STD. I mean that was her name yeah. that was her, <laughs> you know what
0: I
2: mean yeah, uh, yeah you're not supposed you want to That doesn't box? happen to you guys when you not eat the a lot of sugar your, your mouth gets all fucking sore I don't think that was frosting no what mm-hmm. happens to me is I can feel my like <laughs> I still feel like shit today like today I don't even want to eat Dude, I'm listening to fa- I think I'm going to fast all day long I'm just not eat today. All I'm going to have is coffee and just fucking get it all out of my system yeah. cuz I do not like the yeah. way my stomach works. Well, so, Which so, blows my mind how people just like n- ignore those signs. Well, so check this I out. I get like ignoring it for the day, but right. like continuing on.
1: Well, so ch- so they did so this prompted me to look up uh st- the addictive properties of foods cuz we're all well aware of that, right? There was actually a study done uh, about a year ago it was published um, and I believe the person In charge of the study was Dr. Nicole, uh, what was her last name? Avina, I think her last name was. Mm. And they ranked foods in order of addictive properties. And lo and behold, they found that the more processed the food was, the more addictive it was. And she said, I I listened to her in an interview because then I looked her up, that uh, food isn't addictive. Some foods are and some ingredients are, but food itself isn't addictive. Uh-huh. And the more processed things are, the more they tend to be addictive. So is that
0: just because it's engineered in there or it's, Dude, it's everything else? Yes, yeah. think
1: about it this way. Like, you're, here you are, you're a food company, you've got millions of dollars, you want to design something that hits on all the freaking levels. That's yeah. what they... You know what I mean? The brain, they, and that's
2: what they do. They say that there's... Uh, that The science behind that is this, uh, like... Um uh, French, uh, McDonald's French fries dipped into into tomato the ketchup is like the the ultimate thing for the brain and the taste buds, like the salt and the sweet together. Wow. That, uh-huh. that like supposedly that that has been like engineered like to perfection as far as to hit that like the most yeah. addictive properties, I believe it. which makes sense because I don't care who you are, you gotta like McDonald's French fries. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah, well, that's what
0: all the best chefs figure out. Science that, that yeah that that palate of like you know the sweet the the sour. Uh, combo. Like yeah. If they can master
1: that, then like each one of their dishes are like amazing. Well, it's also the the, the mouthfeel, you know, it's mouthfeel, yeah, it's too. color, yeah. it's smell, it's the packaging, Package how the food is packaged, where it's placed in the grocery store. Yeah. Then there's all the emotional components. Like when was the last time you saw a Coca-Cola ad that talked about how good Coke tastes? I know. There are none. No. It's all about like so I'm at a like game nostalgia or, or, yeah, yeah, or I'm with my friends and like we're a
0: celebration. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, I fell in love with this girl or hey, I'm watching a movie or look at these yeah, uh, these Christmas. polar bears it's yeah. Christmas time. Yeah. It's all that association stuff. So you combine all that stuff and highly processed foods are extremely yeah, that's a addictive. Trip to
0: think about, you know? they they've nailed that fact alone. That associations are what drives you to to, to make those types of decisions.
1: Dude, right now, as we speak, talking about all these bad, all these foods that we somebody's ate, ordering that, because we said it. Well, not even <laughs> not even that
0: Donald's fries. Not man, even, I forgot all about those. Dude, wow. not even that.
1: I literally Damn right it. now have a small craving for some of this shit. I'm talking about it. how bad I felt. How my poop was sticky. Yeah. And how I still right now, if you had M Ms in front of me, <laughs> oh. it'd be very difficult to oh. not. Eat an m M&M. yeah. yeah. You know what I'm
2: saying? That's true. Dear God. Save us all. The bird. Look how fat the bird is. <laughs> <laughs> Queen The ankle
3: has landed. Chimera Qua. Today's Quas being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for
2: 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed.
1: qua.
3: First question is from Iron Barbell Training. Justin, your thoughts on Rogue One? Oh, man. I was actually impressed,
0: man. I, I was really pumped on that movie. And the more I thought about it, like initially I was kind of like, <coughs> didn't have very many expectations going into it because it's like, I mean, it's really, it's like a
1: filler movie. You know, it's like right wait, between. Wait, wait, wait! You didn't have any expectations, dude. You I studied did not the for fuck this out one. of it before you went to a watch. <laughs> fine, <laughs> fine, maybe I, I read articles bit. and shit. A lot <laughs> bro, well, he well, bought I a whole magazine dedicated to it. <laughs> he's like, I had no
2: expectations. <laughs> yeah. I'm he's, trying, I'm trying to downplay <laughs> it, guys. Fuck you guys! Because if it turned for into out nerding me, if you if it was anything like the other the ones in the middle, you would have totally been pissed. Son of a bitch! So yes, you did. have Fine, I did. But what were okay? So let's. What did it at the bare minimum? What did this movie have to deliver for it to be at least on your good level? And then, where was like the great meter for you? Did it surpass that? Where did it fall in there?
0: Yeah, I think I needed like what I did get, it? Have I needed have? the story and the characters to matter, you know. And so, for so so for me, like I think that's where they really screwed up with the new ones or the prequels. I mean, the new one was great. Uh, this one, I I was like, at least if they have like a, a a compelling story, something drives me like emotionally or or something that like you know made sense in this world. Because like the thing is. What was cool about it is there's a big nostalgia f- like factor to it because it was like it, back in that setting like right before the very first Star Wars you know the episode four and
1: they did a good job of throwing in you know like throwbacks to that right yeah there was that one scene when they're walking and they they bump into those two characters that were at the bar yep when Luke goes in yeah the guy and, gets and Obi Wan yeah do you remember that in yeah. the, yeah. the walrus guy like,
0: yeah, yeah yeah that yeah. was no. kind of funny that they referenced them yeah I like that I think okay so I I loved like how well and I don't want to give too many spoilers or anything but oh fuck it yeah whatever if
1: they haven't watched it by now they're not (laughs) real fans yeah yeah Yeah, screw (laughs) you anyway Uh,
0: (laughs) but um what was I talking about oh yeah so like going into going into like the the whole idea of of the Death Star I was actually like okay how are they gonna how are they gonna like answer like how like why uh, you know, we see another fucking Death Star in the newest movie, and I feel like they did a good job of like describing that. Oh, they left this—you know—they actually engineered it to to fail, you know, and mm-hmm. like that was a really compelling idea. I like that direction they went, and then also the Oppenheimer thing, and, and and like the 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 fact that everybody in this movie wasn't. Wasn't all good or all bad. It was like a lot of gray. It's like you know, it was more real. It was like wow, what, you, it what a you, great you, reference, yeah, you, Oppenheimer. Yeah, what yeah. do you mean
2: by that? Explain that a little bit deeper. Uh, for...
0: What I mean is like so. There's this like so there's this this knowledge that exists now, and and a scientist kind of discovers something that could like benefit the human race, or could you know in turn, also, like, destroy it. Oh, you're talking about the
2: the crystals or whatever? I yeah. Think. Or okay. just how to
1: utilize it. So Oppenheimer was uh, one of the lead scientists that uh, in the development of the atomic bomb. And so they were able to harness uh, the power of the atom, you know, nuclear yeah. power, which... Has the ability to power a ton to, of you know homes. Yeah, to generate incredible power to do all these amazing things, but also has create the power to destroy the God, world. What a great reference! And that, that's buddy. that's the Oppenheimer. You know, just like them, they they were able to discover this this energy that they could harness to create this Death Star, but then also did you
2: read that somewhere? Was that yours? Yeah.
1: No, I think I might have
2: read that somewhere. I okay. won't take credit for that. No, Fair yeah. enough. That was still good. Yeah, that was still much. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I that know. was great. That was great, and I'm glad Sal had the Dude, follow up there. That was nice. that's excellent. Good. That, yeah, was that's good. In, that was very. That was awesome for yeah. me. Yeah,
0: So, it... yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anyway, which yeah. I mean, somebody else enjoyed that too. Yeah, I like can't, I have. I can't be the only idiot that didn't I pick know. up on like, that. I, 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 I really didn't.
0: Yeah, I liked I liked the vibe of the movie. You know, it was like, you know, it made sense too. Like with with how like basically both parties so the sith kind of like got ultimate power and they're going they're 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 taking off and they're trying to like dominate like all parts of of the universe well the the Jedi's like they all like there was only what two left right and and so like there's this whole like disconnect with the force and so what's left like this world that was left are these people that like you know they don't have any association with the force on that level anymore and then there's like one or two people that are like no the force it's still a thing it exists and then you see it
2: with this blind guy kind of going through uh yeah what did you think about that that guy that was like pretending like he had the force but didn't really have the force but kind of had the force like what was that all about was that like yeah
0: a- no i feel like I, I really i liked it because i feel like it was he was kind of conflicted. Like he was the one that was trying to convince his friend that like, you know, we should still believe in this, you know, even though it failed us, you know, like, like we, we all got destroyed and, and like he, he's the one that still had faith and he still believed in something. So you see that play out, like as he's going through and he's like doing these crazy moves and he's walking through all these lasers that like shooting right past his head. And it's like, he just, you know, he, he led with, with faith. And then, and it showed that like how, you know he he was able to do that that thing he was made to do and then you know obviously nobody makes it but you know <laughs> it was like i don't know i thought it was it was but powerful still, the more cool I because it's about real it. though right you yeah, know it was more real yeah it was like i don't know it's kind of like how i feel about batman versus like superman you know what i mean like it's batman you know you can believe that he can do that shit you know because he's like he's reliant he's Uh, He's teaching himself how to improve and and he's, he's buying like technology and shit where, you know, fucking Superman, like he has all that shit.
1: You know who cares about <laughs> Superman? <laughs> man, he just he just he just nerded out like yeah, way hard.
2: I'm yeah, telling you, man. He's going I, love, into the, I love it though. He's yeah. just like Batman is realistic. Superman though, stupid. Yeah, yeah. He's stupid. Yeah. Nobody is flying all he's around the world fucking, like that.
1: Oh, he's the worst but, character ever. But I, so for me, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a fan, but I'm not a mega fan. Like well, just, nobody I just asked enjoy, you. So it's okay. I just enjoy exactly. I mean, you know, I. <laughs> but from, uh, from a consum- every now
0: and then I will let out my geek. You know, yeah. you guys you guys ask me a question. You know, it's fine. well I was gonna say
1: from a consumer from a consumer standpoint. I think they did an excellent job because yeah. they uh, they catered to their hardcore fans, but they also built- uh, New fans, for sure. They built some new fans, mm-hmm. but they catered to the hardcore fans because they answered some questions that I know the hardcore fans cringed like, okay, mm-hmm. there's a fucking, uh, you know, a port- that you could fire one, you know, torpedo in and it blows up the whole fucking, you know, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. And everybody kind of cringes at that. Will they answer that in this? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I, that's the part that I like. I like yeah. that they were able to they, kind of they tied seal up, up loose ends. That's and, and, yeah. yeah. No,
0: I like that. I also <laughs> like that they had that last scene with Darth Vader. <laughs> he just fucking—he's sh- showing like his power for once. You know, it's like, oh yeah, like this is how he would shred through a bunch of guys at once. You know, that was awesome. Yeah. The only thing I didn't yeah. like. Was, was his stupid ass line where he's just like. Which one was that? Uh, the one where he's just like, don't choke on your aspirations or something like that. And I was like, what are you, Arnold now? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you know, was, it was so cheesy.
1: Impossible to please. Damn it. <laughs> you can't just be happy. Just Overall, then. it was solid. I'm <laughs> telling you, though,
3: that's stupid. <laughs> the next question is from the Holy Grayling do any of you still medicate using cannabis or have your lifestyle changes allowed you to uh, progress past the point of needing it for that purpose?
2: Wow. I love the way that's worded. I did too. And I, and that's why I chose this because I think this is, um, this has been
1: the way that was worded.
2: This is something that I have uh, been recently working on. Now I think I probably talked the most about marijuana on here, although we all, we all use it. Um, And something that I found from cannabis Uh, that helped me a lot was settling me down at the Mm -hmm. end of night. at the end of the night. So for quite some time now, it's been a pretty much a ritual for me that on a regular basis, I come home from a long day's worth of work. And once I'm settled in, that's I light up a joint, I take a few hits off of it. I don't even finish a, a half of a joint. So that just so everybody has an idea, those that are out there judging me right now so pull pull the plank (laughs) out of your own eye before you pull the sliver out of mine so fuck off that's a bible reference uh boom like that bible (laughs) so jesus uh, says smoke weed." (laughs) that's right so um it that definitely has been something that's i don't know if i read that it's helped me settle settle my brain down for a long time now that being said Uh, It's been a personal goal of mine uh, just recently in the last few months uh, to utilize meditation, to utilize the blue blocker and the lights and try and settle down with the computer usage at night, the phone. So I'm trying to create this same uh, idea or settling my brain down naturally and intrinsically without utilizing cannabis. Doesn't mean that I've completely eliminated it because I still enjoy it for multiple reasons. But I also don't ever want to be somebody who feels addicted or feel like I need something to get something Mm -hmm. from. So I don't want to feel like in order for me to relax, I have to have marijuana, which I don't think I'm someone like that. But I'm also self-aware enough to know that I can also get in a pattern where it becomes something every single night. And I, I always used to kind of like take these week long breaks sporadically. Uh, but now I want to get to a point where um, I can still get that same feeling if I can do that through uh, natural ways, like like I said, with the computer, with meditation, with getting rid of the phones and things like that a couple hours before I'm trying to rest, the blue blockers. So I'm trying to implement a lot of these things. So I love the question. I think it's a good thing to mm-hmm. talk about because we do reference cannabis a lot. I am a fan of cannabis for, for many reasons, but I also think just like anything else, that it can also take over, it could take over your life, your personality, your and I think that it should be utilized as a tool, mm-hmm. like anything else. And I think it can be abused. I think that's
0: the good word for it. It's a tool. E- yeah, even then, I I'm the least the kind of advocate uh, like uh, the use, but at the same time, you know, over the years, I've you know really come to the idea of like you know, well. my, my whole association with it has changed completely. And, and, uh, you know, I, I started experimenting a little bit more with, with edibles and and that tended to, to resonate with me better. And it worked with me better. And, uh, just like Adam, like I have, like my brain goes a mile a minute. And, uh, this is places where I really feel like it does help to, uh, sort of dampen that signal there. I'm so amped and I'm always on. And, um, I love to use it for that specific purpose where I can kind of like, I could chill down, and, and I don't like to, to have alcohol was another one of those things for me, but like, I don't like drinking and I don't like doing it too often. I do like doing it uh, for celebratory reasons or whatever, but I don't want to use that either to like, after work, I got to come home and have a drink to kind of settle the nerves or whatever the excuses. <laughs> it's all, it's all those things, you know, it's, it's all how you like, uh, you, you got to notice the rituals and the, the patterns that you establish and you know, maybe there's a place for each one of those things, but like. You know, use it intermittently and 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 try not to be dependent on it.
1: Yeah, I like I like that they said uh, allowed you to progress past the point uh-huh. of needing it um, because number one, uh, needing something mm-hmm. uh, is not a good place to be, or, or at least that's not the place you want to end up. You don't want to be in a situation where that's the end. You know, you need something in order to be at your best. You want to be in a position where you don't need anything uh to be at your best. Mm-hmm. Um so that's number one. But uh you guys said it well, you know, it's it's a tool. My my personal experience or use with with cannabis was I, I barely ever tried it growing up and um I was reintroduced to it l- later on as an adult and I found that it really did a good job of ameliorating my um my symptoms from having you know, a big my, word. from my gut issues. Um, and it did a very good job at helping me with, you know, the autoimmune issues I have uh, with, with dealing with food. <clears throat> but I did notice some side effects. And this is the thing. When you have a tool, the benefit should outweigh the side effects or should outweigh the negatives, always. When the negatives start to outweigh the, the benefits, well, then you have a problem. And what I notice <clears throat> with myself, with cannabis, is if I use it too, too often, too frequently, or too heavily... Uh, I do notice loss of short-term memory. My short-term memory isn't as crisp. Mm. Uh, it's not as, it's not as effective. I notice that I can become more, uh, introspective. It can increase anxiety. It can increase a little bit of, you know, paranoid thinking. Um, it can make me feel, get the physical feeling of depression if I use it too heavily. Um, and, uh, you also got to look at it from a chemical point of view. You are providing your body with, uh, You know, cannabinoids, phytocannabinoids from the plant, uh, you know, marijuana, your body does produce its own cannabinoids known as uh, endocannabinoids. And we don't know 100% if this is true or not, but most of the the body systems have a feedback loop where if I provide my body with an external source of a, a particular molecule or chemical that either mimics or is identical to the one that my body produces. My body will adjust and adapt by producing less. So, if I take something that increases dopamine, then my brain will naturally produce less dopamine and will, will downregulate dopamine receptors. If I take testosterone, my body will produce less testosterone and my, maybe the testosterone receptors will start to downregulate. This is true for almost anything that the body produces. So, using heavy doses of cannabis or, or too regularly. I, I think theoretically and I don't I don't have evidence for this but I would bet money on it would cause your brain and your body to produce less uh of its own uh, cannabinoids and or downregulate um its receptors cannabinoids and there's the evidence is all there you do build up a tolerance to cannabis mm-hmm. and that's that's all the evidence I need I mean you can use a little bit of cannabis and over time need more and more to get the same effect and so for me that right there is a is a is a red flag <clears throat> Um, but that being said, it is a tool that has some incredible benefits, both medicinally and for longevity. Um, but there may be better ways of using it that, there's definitely better ways of using it than smoking it. And there may be ways of using it that are uh, better than using it regularly. Now, for me, like I said, my gut issues, um, I'm finding now that I need less and less and less of it to uh, to be able to, you know to to help me. I don't need using it. I don't need to use it daily like I used to. I used to have to use it every single night. Now, I'd say probably once or twice a week is is plenty for me. Um, and I would like to get to the point where I use it on an as-need basis. You know, like if I have issues, mm-hmm. then I'll use it. And then if I don't have issues, I don't, I don't need it. <clears throat> but other than that, I, I mean, I advocate using all the tools at your disposal to improve the quality of your life. Sometimes that includes cannabis. Sometimes that includes alcohol. It might be medications that your doctor recommends you. Um, you know, your diet, um, all these things, these are all tools. They can all be used, uh, you know, to benefit you and they can all use to, to your, be used to your detriment and they can all be abused. And cannabis is not, uh, it's not, you know, immune to being abused
2: for sure. So, well, I feel like almost everything is like this, where the less often you use it, the more awesome it is, the more mm-hmm. often you use it, the less awesome it is. Well, it's, it's like, like with anything. Right? Yes. Like,
1: and, and like you're like you, what you say this about exercise all the time you know, you want to do the least amount necessary to elicit the best results. That's true for anything, especially for substances. Like if I'm using a a painkiller or, you know, you know, um, antibiotic or anything, the goal is to use the minimum effective dose Mm -hmm. because anything beyond that only exactly, only increases the side effects or the negatives. It's not going to increase the benefits, right? So with cannabis it's true as well. Like use the minimum effective dose. Now is cannabis fun? It can be. It can be very fun. You can definitely have a good time with it. And I way prefer having a good time and partying with ca- cannabis than I do to alcohol, any other substance. Or any other thing, yeah, because I notice sure. way less negatives. Like if I if I go out with you guys and get hammered, we have a good time, I feel sh- really crappy for a yeah, few days.
0: We're worthless the next if day.
1: If we go and have have a bunch of cannabis and have a good time, I don't really notice the negatives nearly as bad. So <clears throat> it's so, a great it's a great point. Yeah. <clears throat>
3: Tony Stetics, what were you guys like as teens? Were you always interested in fitness
2: Teen at a young squad. age? God, Teen. take you back to your teens here. Teen. What, what, what was going down? You know what What comes to mind right away when I think of A lot of, of teens? jerking off. <coughs> yeah. <Yep>. <laughs>
3: that, <laughs> that, that did, wait a minute. That, that's that, obvious. Wait, that hasn't changed. <laughs> no. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's very I was
2: into... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was around uh fast and the furious time right man i was into i was into my little rice rocket i had a uh acura integra 98 acura integra that i had all uh you know geared up i mean i had all the all this stuff on the engine it was super fast and i was all into
1: well super fast for back then yeah, these cars would they would oh, get they would get eaten up smoked. nowadays. Probably.
2: Oh no, that was a it was a it was a fucking fast car. Was it? Oh yeah, no no. Did was, you go test it on the yeah, track? No, I I used to race it. I didn't go uh, formally get a quarter mile. What but, do you think? Three hundred horsepower? Yeah, it was about. I mean, three hundred horsepower, but for a car that weighs like a third of what like my Camaro weighs. So I mean, it's it's all relative to the weight. I mean, that thing would. I mean, I would chew up and spit out freaking five Mustangs, dude. It was a fast yeah. car. I had everything done to it except for forced air, so it had. You know, pulleys, you cams, cam gears. Oh, no turbo. That, turbo. That'd be forced oh, air. Yeah, right. no, it had yeah. everything else though. I mean, every bolt on you turbo, could think of, yeah. and uh, it was it was fucking fast. It did, was really. fast. Did you put
1: the high octane gas in oh, it, the little octane booster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that is, coffee can. That exhaust. didn't
2: matter that oh, much. But I mean, when you, LED lights, you when you st- when you start messing with uh, the internal stuff like the cams and cam gears, I mean, that was the biggest thing that probably made a difference on those cars. But anyways, I remember. I was really into that. And I was into going down and racing all the time and doing stuff. I wasn't into working out and in fitness until probably my late teens, like getting into 18, 19, 20 did fitness become something I was really into. And, I was always a skinny kid who couldn't put on size. And uh, if I worked out in my teens, it was more related to sport because I was a I was an athlete. I played basketball and soccer, Uh, so it was more geared towards you know, getting my vertical up. And in, even then I was doing everything wrong.
1: Now, were you like super involved <laughs> with your high school? Or did you like party a lot with people? Were you yeah, totally into I, it?
2: Okay. Yeah, okay. So that's, a, okay, there you go. So that's, uh, that was a big deal for me. So I, I played, I was played sports. I hung out with wow. all the jocks um, in high school. For me, the thing that was so cool to do was, Every Friday, you were going down to watch your football team play, and then we were going to the after party afterwards. So, and I think in high school, at least for me in my generation, you know, it was always about where could you get the beer mm-hmm. and where were you going to drink it? And sometimes that met like on some, you know, grassy field somewhere out in the middle of nowhere or by some canal or, you know, somebody's parents that were out of town for that weekend. And that was really like a good majority. Knock out all your schoolwork, homework. So you made sure that you could play sports. <clears throat> you carried your 3.0 to keep your parents off you. And then really it was about where could I drink beer on the weekends with my friends and, and party and have a good time. Now I was only, but I wasn't. I say party because I, but I really didn't. I didn't smoke marijuana. I didn't do any drugs. I didn't do any of that shit. Um, in Before high school, half sex. I didn't. I was a yeah. virgin. I was a virgin in high school. I didn't do drugs, but I did. I did drink beer. I, you know, I think somebody introduced me to beer my uh, sophomore year in high school, and then it was the coolest thing ever to get drunk. And then we went on this kick for quite some time as a kid, which I think is the dumbest thing ever. Thinking back now, but it was like. We, it was me and my couple buddies that were really tight friends growing up. And it was like, you know, if you didn't throw up, you didn't get drunk, you know. So that was like. The and so the mentality was like uh, it was like a race to like who puked first kids. And you just I mean, we would do yeah, yeah. the uh. shit we would do, I think. And like it's so funny because now as an adult your if you
1: puke now water. everybody looks at you like man you're a
2: fucking idiot why would yeah. yeah. you go that way? Well, like, yourself that's exactly what yeah. i mean like your your goal as <laughs> an adult is guy? to be able to drink and not ever feel sick afterwards yeah. you, <laughs> you, know, you gotta mask it like you're not even drunk like yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> everybody talks shit
2: to you. yeah so it's it's really funny how that mentality shifts uh as you get older so i was real i was really into sports i was really into girls uh, so girls and sports and drinking beer was like my teens for sure. I mean, that was, that was it for me. I was into cars, was into yeah. girls and was into playing, playing. If I was not playing basketball, I was at a, you know, uh, local party somewhere. If I wasn't doing that, I was racing around my race rocket. Wow, race It was rocket. very similar.
0: <laughs> Yours was? Yeah, but we, we, we were more into like hot rods, but we yeah, I was building my. So truck. you were like arch
1: enemies, your cars versus yeah, Adam you, kind you fucking of a rice rug. Yeah. Well, you
2: know what though? Cause so my I had buddies that there was half of us jocks that were into old schools, the other half of us were into you know what was up and coming now, which was the the right because that was our generation. I feel that that became popular. It like, did. Be, be, it wasn't that wasn't cool before yeah, to drive the, around a, just started, a yeah. Honda all souped up, but mm-hmm. that the Mazda RX-7 with Adam Saurtari and then the, those guys that were drag racing those type of cars mm-hmm. back then. Uh, made it in fact so that was before fast and furious so really before fast and furious there was turbo magazine and uh what was the other one turbo magazine and wasn't
1: it, Ma- it wasn't maxim
2: import wheels no it wasn't
1: something. maxim it was something that had a name like that and uh, you read it and it had all the european ones all the Volkswagens, yeah and the- and the, you know, Peugeots and all that, whatever. But, I
2: mean, Justin was probably the... Was we,
1: our school
0: was, like, We probably would have hung out in high school for
2: yeah, sure. Hold like,
1: on, your school is what? Like we, like,
0: you got Yeah, everybody had to be <laughs> American. <laughs> car. <American. laughs> you know what He's I'm saying? Big eagle. America. <laughs> Big-ass uh, like, eagle uh, when yeah, you walked we on the chopped campus. chopped wood. Like, we were fucking... <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. I hung out with a bunch of lumberjacks. I forgot when we saw your your football fucking reunion thing. You guys actually got together in the forest yeah, to we get your pregame. The That's the first shit. time I've ever seen that. By and, bio. and, and had, yep. like
1: had a, like they like had a sermon.
0: Yeah, you had yeah exactly. You had one of the guys like doing this long prayer thing for for the beginning out in the middle of the forest. Yeah, no,
1: great. it was it was. I mean,
0: we were in the kind of boonies, you know. But I, it, it was it was interesting. Like we it was a tight community, and uh, you know, I didn't really party that much to be honest, like I had barely at all. Like oh my, really? Yeah. My parents wouldn't even let me out of the house, man. It was like, I was like on lockdown. So when I did get to go, I was like, yeah. And then like all my friends were <laughs> professionals. And you know, like every time I went, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, I can't handle this stuff. you know. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I still tried, I was always trying to get out, you know, the house. I'm just like, Oh, how can I, how can I work this out where I'm staying at my friend's house? And then we could go to this party. But, um, yeah, for the most part, I was doing sports. I mean, I was consumed by – I had to be, like, the best at every one of these sports. and yeah. that, if, if there was more sports for me to sign up for, I would have done it back yeah. then. I was, like, so into it. So as far as, like, fitness is concerned, like, that was, like – Whatever. Like, if I was in the gym, it was like, okay, how is this gonna make me a better football player? Yeah, that's how, how I am was. I gonna? Yeah, you didn't, give a, like didn't give a shit about like gains and PRs no. and how you looked. Look the size. Like, like, I was like, I had like a, this killer six pack. You know, like this is like one of those things where you, you're like, I was doing so much shit that I just my body was just like ridiculous. Back then, <laughs> you know, it was just like I
2: was just like a house. Were you into? Uh, yeah, I was. I just remembered something too that I did a lot in my teens. We were really into pranks. Mm-hmm. It was a cool thing for, uh, if we weren't doing all those things I said before, oh, yeah. we were out pranking like the local cheerleader's house or something. Mm-hmm. We were toilet papering it or we were, you know, dyeing her pond a certain color or we we were taking two liter bottles and we were chopping the top, and then like 10 of us guys would piss in it, and then we'd knock on someone's door, and then they would open it up and it'd spill in their house. Like, this guy. we were doing wow, just, a bunch of fun,
1: funny guys. Or we'd take like yeah, a
2: real funny dead fish and we'd hide it in someone's car. Like, we were like hardcore pranksters in high school, too. So, that was something. <laughs> Something that we Did, did you guys so all pee in the bottle at this
1: was it at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. Turns? Yeah,
2: you know, we all at the same time. You fit ten dicks in a ten liter bottle wow. or a two wow. liter bottle there. Wow. Yeah, you guys are close. Get a lot of sexual repression. Yeah. That action. was probably I think that was probably the meanest prank that we ever did when we did that. I remember there was, there was there was. There was like ten of us guys, we had nothing to do and we we knew that there was an underclassman was throwing a party down the street from my house. <laughs> And we 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 rested it up against it, against her asshole. door. We yeah. rang the doorbell. It was a girl. He was even yeah. more of a bully than me. Yeah. It was a girl. <laughs> yeah. On top of it. Yeah. She opened the door and then and she was in my math class. Oh uh, no. Yeah. She was in my math class and I remember her. Crying and telling the story on Monday about her parents coming back and she was grounded forever because her house smelled like piss and all this stuff like that. Dude, no, yeah, I was total total uh, asshole. What a jerk! I go, I you know what though? Like, come on, I share the story. I probably wasn't even my idea at the time. I was just one of the ten guys there. <laughs> you just were there. Yeah, just I mean, one of the ten. I don't know kids. how many. I was the good kid, right? My, my. That's right. I
0: threw acorns at a girl one time growing up. <laughs> what? Really bad acorns. Was still. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are both jerks. No, I listen, do any of that. listen, because like my best friend was a girl. We I, I saw her over Christmas, and so we were like laughing because like you know this is when we were kids. Like <laughs> I was like, man, I was a dick sometimes. You know, I told you about that story about like making when you made kid the eat the poo sandwich. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we were going down. We, we were always so competitive to get first in line for the bus, and uh, you know this these kids like they would like. You'd see him running from from the corner of your eye, you know, down this other and you're like, No, I'm gonna get there first. And uh this one girl was just talking shit to me and my friends. She's just like, Yeah, I'm gonna get there and, and so we saw like the all these acorns had fell from the trees. And so we grabbed them, and we started throwing them at her and we're like, No, dude. We're winning, you know, and
2: then uh, she was started so crying, and, I, and uh, I gave her yeah.
0: But I and apologized. I was like, "So I'm is that an one of those asshole.
2: ones where you just felt miserable after?" Terrible. It's immediately. So I had one that we okay. God, so check damn. this out. And this now was, she
1: developed an eating disorder. My, so- my sophomore was- <laughs> year in high
2: school. <laughs> no way, man. My my buddy, my buddy Eric had his older brother, who was a senior, and they had this big suburban, like one of those big old, long, extra extended, long old school suburbans and they were driving around one of their friends uh had a, a paintball gun that's when paintball guns became really popular right they, oh, they no. you know they were uh and they were going out and they were driving it was just like on a friday or saturday night late night and anybody that was out on the streets at that time they were driving by and shooting them with paintballs and they would come back and tell oh my god we got these guys that were walking it was so hilarious and so they convince all of us underclassmen to come in and ride with them and go do this with them. So now it's like midnight or so midnight one in the morning and we're having a hard time finding people on the street. It's fucking one o'clock in the morning in some small cow town. So there's Nobody out. And we're like, who are we going to do this? So, okay, we come up with this bright idea. Let's go ring doorbells. And then when someone answers the door, we'll blast them with fucking with the paintball. So what Dude. we would do is we'd send my buddy who was Brutal. was the running back for the team. So he had the he was the fastest. So he would sprint to the door. He'd <laughs> ring the doorbell. He'd run back. And then the guy in the passenger seat would be sitting there with the paintball gun pointing at the front door until someone opened it. And then we would blast the person to open the front door. And so at one
1: we, o'clock in the morning, at one o'clock. you are lucky <laughs> someone didn't shoot you. Yeah, guys. I, uh, I would have done that. Yeah, yeah. I would have been like,
2: "Oh, you're gonna die!" Yeah. Now. Remember this is, you. Remember yeah. this is fucking almost twenty years ago, and it's in a cow town. So they're right. back then, like a, a, a semi-automatic paintball gun was like the most dangerous thing probably around there, or a pitchfork. So that's probably was the scariest thing somebody would come chasing with that. But by that time, we would speed off, right? So we had, we were we were smart about it. We we're strategic how we get out, get away if somebody came after us. So. We do this and because we, we didn't want to just shoot random people, we were going to people's houses that we knew. Well, this girl that we the house we shot, she happened to go to church with my family and her older brother was uh, in my class, actually it was a class below me, but it knew me and the girl that we shot was in the same class as my little sister and she knew her and word got around that I was there and then it got back to my parents and so then and then their parents And so I had to go over and formally apologize to her parents. And oh my God, was it the worst? Probably this will go down as like one of the worst experiences of my life of standing. Now, mind you, I was in the back, all the way in the back seat, fucking never once got out of the car. Never once did anything. I was just there, you know, but it was, I took the the heat for this. Did you get a beat down for it? Oh no, it was worse than that. Dude, I was grounded for like a whole summer over that. And the parents that this happened to, so the, the dad and the mom are standing there. The mom's, the telling me the story, the dad's telling the story and the mom's fucking bawling out of control because when we shot her with the paintballs, the paintballs didn't break. They hit her and they just bounced off and they, you know, if you've been shot with a paintball gun, they fucking sting, right? And imagine getting hit with like five of them, right? So the daughter who's like, she's like a freshman or sophomore in high school falls to the ground at one o'clock in the morning screaming crying that she's been shot mom and dad come oh running from god. downstairs and see their daughter laying on the ground screaming crying mom screaming crying dad screaming crying everyone's crying oh freaking god. out before they realize that it was just paintballs so they're like telling me the story minute by minute how this went down and from you there, feel
1: like the biggest oh my god, my my gut
2: hurts right now oh dude I felt how dare you I felt so miserable and, like, and, and I took I mean the dad just made me feel like I was a piece of shit Damn it. you know and this whole whole time i'm going like motherfucker i should never got in the car my parents crowned me for an entire summer i'll never forget doing that god damn it i would have killed you if i was that brutal
1: school for me as a team school for me was so completely unmemorable it's i had like you guys did a lot of things with your school right you guys played sports you were very Mm -hmm. connected to it i went to zero parties i did i didn't play any school sports um the people i hung out with i had friends um but uh, i was into working out real young i started lifting weights at the age of Maybe thirteen or fourteen, and that was my favorite thing to do after school. After school, I'd go home and I'd read about it, I, uh, about working out. I'd read about nutrition, or I'd read chemistry books about supplements, and then I'd lift weights and, and and come up with ideas on how to work out. And I actually, even found recently, you know, going through old boxes, I found workouts that I had typed out on my computer. Oh yeah, you shot and my, planned out. That's right. I kept track I of my said. measurements and my gains and my strength and you know <laughs> what I would eat and how to mix this supplement with that supplement. So I was. Super into that stuff. Real young though, I'd say junior high, because that's the age you try you kind of try to you want to fit in, right? Yeah. You really want to fit in. So I hung out with
2: some like gangbangers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's so I hang out with like this yeah. was uh
2: Jenko Jean's day. This yeah. was Jenko
1: Jean's day. <laughs> I was hanging out with these, you know, fucking losers, and <laughs> um, it was a kind of a shitty a shitty time because I really didn't fit in with them, but I thought it would be cool to hang out with them. And at some point, me and one of them didn't get along, and then we got in this big old fight and I got jumped by them a bunch of times, and then I, then after that, I was like, I was known for being like, don't fuck with Sal, because he'll he'll fight back, type of thing.
2: And luckily, they left me alone. <laughs> don't I, beat the nerd up, he's actually pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, he's been working out. He'll he's fight, been he'll fight out. you guys. Yeah. Uh, and he's then, I,
1: and like I said, high school was super unmemorable, and I started working real young, so I was like 15, I think I was 15 years old when I got my first job, and so then I just saved my money and work, and Work out and hang out. I was I, I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't party. I didn't drink. I didn't I don't think I got. I don't think I drank until I was probably. Well, no, I know I drank when I was eighteen because uh, my general manager took mm. me out and got me hammered. We should, the
0: first I used to I go drank. to a bar when I was eighteen, and this one lady who was like a bartender. She had no idea I wasn't twenty one. I used like the the worst fake ID ever, McLovin. Like it was worse than that, dude. It was like a guy that was like Indian. She. <laughs>
2: She probably she probably knew, but you were probably no, one of her she best customers. One hundred percent knew. That was like this liquor store we used to go to, and like all the kids went to it, too. and oh we all God. knew that he yeah. knew. But it was just like, dude, we were probably half his business. the whole lady, high school went there.
0: This lady used to be like a um, God, what, what did they call those the the old bikini like the Hawaiian tropics? Oh, she God, was like a Hawaiian tropic lady. And, and we just, like, worshipped her. We'd go there, like, and she would just get us, like, totally hammered, you know, because she loved the entertainment of it, of us just doting on her. Just, oh, God.
1: Well, here's what I want to know. I see all the time now on, uh, in the news, all the time now, I see these attractive female teachers in their 30s having sex with, like, their male students I who know, are, like, right? 17 years old. What is up with that? Dude, Why didn't I, that happen to us? Never. <laughs> no. I didn't see any of that. I didn't hear any of that. No. Never happened. And every single time when they get caught and they get busted, yeah. it's because the dude bragged to his friends. Yep. <laughs> and and part of me is like, okay, listen, I know I'm They're pissing like, people come off, on, bro. I know I'm pissing people off. Okay, yes, it's not right to do that. But part of me is like looking at the kid, like you fucking should have kept that shit to yourself. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck
2: are you doing? <laughs> As bro? a young boy, you're not smart. <laughs> Don't enough. tell anybody. You're not smart enough to You've do that. Not only grail. that,
1: not only that, but that's the most exciting part. While it's happening,
2: you're probably oh. like, I can't wait to tell my friends. Oh, of course. That's yeah. half of it. You're probably awful. You're all over the place, but you're thinking in your head, you can't wait to tell your boys. It's gonna yeah. be the Story of the week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, who's gonna top this? Yeah. I banged our English teacher. Yeah, yesterday. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool story, bro. You know what I'm saying like that. Does yeah. you can't top that. That's Remember just...
0: Miss Beverly? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I got something. Yeah. <laughs> I got something to tell you. Nine string man, how would you guys go about improving your bench press? Oh,
1: that's a good question. Um, first off, you have to identify um, your individual. Um, issues with the bench press so that being if you said have issues, that's right. the th- that being said we can go into some general um advice because the first thing i would do if well, someone came in wait, and said wait, before
2: you before you start being a trainer were were there moments in your personal journey that like you made breakthroughs for you know building your chest or increasing your chest personally Definitely. I know uh, the trainer, I I just wanted to stop you because I could hear the trainer and you going right away and like how we coach and train someone. But mm-hmm. I always feel like when we share our personal journeys and, and stuff like that and breakthroughs that we personally had, sometimes those are big tips for people. So do you remember that for yourself? Well, I remember,
1: so in the early, when I would read bodybuilding magazines, um, of course, a lot of the information <clears> in them was uh, false, believe it or not. Um, and one of the things that I read was if you wanted to build the outside of your pecs or your outer pecs to use a really wide grip on your bench press. Now, I have a narrow frame, right? I'm built kind of narrow, and I identified this as a kid. And so I said, oh, fuck, I want my chest to get wider. So I would always bench with this really wide grip. These magazines would also tell you that the wider your grip, the more you hit your chest, and the closer grip, the less you hit your chest. And so I benched with a super wide grip for a long time. One of the game changers for me was learning that I actually bench better with a closer than that ultra wide grip and that tucking my elbows a little bit gave me more strength and better leverage. And I learned mm-hmm. that from watching power mm-hmm. because at some point I realized that I should probably study the people that are experts at maximizing mechanics mm-hmm. of a particular lift and nobody bench presses better or more efficiently and effectively than a power because their job they have to, yeah. is to lift the most amount of weight so they're going to lift in a way that's going to make them lift the most amount of weight, and they're going to lift in a way that's the safest, lifting the most amount of weight. And so, watching powerlifters taught me a lot. It taught me how to stick my chest out to mm-hmm. have that strong arch in my back, tuck my elbows a little bit, grip the bar real strong, drive and to drive to my around. feet into yeah. the floor. Those were that was huge a big one for me. Those were huge for me in getting my bench press to increase and increasing the the development from them. And then the second thing was learning how to use, uh, how to pause the rep and, uh, just to to work on different parts of the rep, uh, especially the parts that I was weakest because when I first started benching, I was weakest at the bottom part. Yeah,
0: that's, I was going to actually mention that was mine, but Mm -hmm. I worked on that doing like super low dips in in contrast with that too. So I would hold like an isometric hold at the very bottom too, and then have to dig my way out and uh then i that translated really well uh doing bench press and getting that recruitment you know <clears> of <throat> that strength when i needed it at the bottom of the lift and then also too it increased my range of motion you know and the control in my range of motion and the in the strength in that so um you know that was a big thing for me cuz my lockout was always really strong but i would i would find myself as i got you know increasing the weight quite significantly it's that very first part i had like no <clears throat> Momentum, no, nothing I could generate. Like I couldn't generate enough power right there, so mm-hmm. that I had to address that.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you guys, uh, when you first start benching, did you use a thumbless grip? Uh, no, I've always
0: used the thumb.
1: I
2: don't know. I don't know at what point did I start breaking my wrist and doing stuff like that? Because um, I watched, or I, I would look at
1: like the bodybuilders lift, and they would do that with a thumbless grip uh-huh. with the wrist break. And I got into a bad habit of benching that way for a long time, and it took me a while to erase that. Yeah. And the reason why I erased is I, I realized that when I'd go heavy, I'd have to use wrist, uh, yeah, exactly. wrist wraps. Yeah, it, it's <laughs>
0: compromising on your wrist.
1: That's and I'm why like, why am I having it. to use wrist wraps? You know, yeah. I shouldn't have to use that and uh, change my grip. That was another. Yeah. Kind of game changer. There
2: was there's a couple of things that come to mind that I think were were big for me. One, I felt like um, bench was one of those things, uh, one of those few things. <laughs> That I ever tested PRs on, even young. Like I feel like bench press is one of those things that a lot of guys max out on. Like, well, yeah, want, that's they,
1: that's the test of strength. What, what do you yeah. bench?
2: What yeah. do you bench? Right? Like I think that was like a a common thing that you lifted one to six reps. So a mm. big breakthrough for me was breaking out of that uh, training, super heavy and low reps, and introducing fifteen reps and supersets for my chest. So. I, and a lot of that is checking your ego, too, because obviously if you're you're repping out 15 reps or you're supersetting a chest, uh, two, two chest exercises, then the amount of weight that you can move is way less uh, than what you're moving when you're going to max out. But that gave me some of the biggest gains was... Breaking those habits of being stuck in the low reps and trying to see, oh, my bench went from 200 to 215. Oh, my God, that's it's like being so caught up in the PR of my bench and actually starting to venture out and challenge my chest in other ways. Another big one was uh, the frequency. So this was also something that was when I remember when I first saw the development of maps, I was like, oh, this was this rang so true to me and my own journey of when that that frequency uh, light bulb went off for me. And instead of hammering my chest so hard on one day out of the week and then leaving it for next week, when I realized it was an area I was trying to develop, was starting to hit it more frequently. I was hitting it two and then three times a week, and I saw huge gains in my chest from that also. And the third and the most recent one <clears throat> was incline was a very neglected uh, area for me. Like My incline was significantly... Uh, weaker than my flat bench. I could uh, flat bench uh, dramatically more weight than I could on the incline. And I hated doing the incline press because of that, because I had to go put on half the weight and do it. So I avoided it forever. I'm now at a point in my lifting career where my incline is almost identical, if not stronger than my flat bench. So I I, I saw huge development in the upper part of my chest. So my whole you know, upper part of my chest and shoulders really started to come together when I really put a lot of emphasis on incline. And that just gave, you know, aside from overall strength, but even the look aesthetically, because we know that's a lot of what I've been focused on for some time. So those three things I think were big standout things that really, really helped me develop a chest and improve my my bench.
1: Let me ask you guys this, um, because I kind of, sometimes I kind of feel like the bench press was chosen a little bit arbitrarily mm-hmm. in terms of being one of like being <laughs> of the, the, the most functional horizontal based press well, I think you that it, what I'm saying. Like, I,
2: th- I think that like where what, you're going, overhead more... press would be a, a better should have been a that's <clears> a, a better
0: strength standard.
2: Yeah, it, like we no one talks about the overhead press like you talk about bench press. Yeah, and, and technically, it is a, a more functional, uh, better uh, well, judge for sports, of sports for anything, ev- everything, right? overall yeah. strength, functionality. Like, well, maybe
0: may because like uh, yeah, chest was uh, was emphasized so much for men. You know, <laughs> back in the days, like you know, the the more developed your chest was, that was like. You know, that was a big deal. And so everybody really focused on how do I, you know, build that up and maybe it's all just like bench related that became like popular somehow
2: well let's be honest too like you know the man the you know Jesus when it comes to bodybuilding Arnold Schwarzenegger had like one of the most ridiculous epic yeah. chest ever yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that came from that I mean yeah because uh, well, think, think about it like the old school lifters it was the bent press you Yeah, know, the and bent was, press. it was all overhead,
0: you could put overhead it was yeah. what
1: you could lift off the ground yeah, that was like a yeah. test of strength and, yeah yep. so. it, it, was, and, it was it was it was the functional stuff and in, 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 when, when they said functional they meant stuff that translated to work yeah like what can i do when i work and it was lifting things off the ground and putting things Dude, up even before that it was rocks yeah you know exactly like, yeah, in the highlands and and when you look at athletes who don't lift weights um who are just functional through their sport very rarely do you see a very well-developed chest that you just don't and that's what that became a well-developed chest became the kind of the standard of what a bodybuilder look like because mm-hmm. of all the athletes bodybuilders are really the only ones i can think about that have really really well
2: developed pecs um, well, it's just not necessary for a lot of sports. Yeah. Maybe football with pushing off an athlete. Well, baseball players do not want to develop chest. No, yeah. and
1: even football players, you want strong triceps and shoulders. But but uh, you know, if we're talking horizontal pressing, because pressing horizontally, it is a a fundamental function, right? Mm. Overhead is is pushing, you know, vertically, right. I would venture to say that an incline press might be more functional than a flat bench because if, well
2: you're getting closer to an overhead that way well you though. are you're and, right in between yeah. right and
1: in real life if you are having to brace yourself up against something or push up against something uh-huh. you're typically leaning forward to give yourself that kind of that leverage against the ground uh-huh. and that would mimic more of an incline press oh, I can see that so I could kind of see an argument for either one uh you know that for maybe the incline being more functional mm-hmm. than a flat bench if you were to pick your horizontal. You know, type press in terms of safety. Uh, I don't know. A, which incline was, is way better, probably safer. Oh huh? well,
2: yeah, no. This is and this was why now, like for me, when I teach, I rarely ever teach a flat bench, dude. Really? I really, yeah. I, I think that an incline is it's much more natural. So if you look, if you can imagine right now, listening to this, while you're sitting on an incline bench and then imagining the straight bar above above you, it naturally is going to that angle. It helps it, it you. It depresses the yes, scapula a Yes, it depresses yeah. the scapula. So if mm-hmm. you can retract and depress, it really helps that. When you're horizontal, it takes a lot. That's why you have yeah. to really create that it's excessive body manipulating arch.
0: manipulating to get there. Yeah, like yeah.
2: that's why power lifters have to create that really excessive arch to create that natural angle to retract and depress the shoulders where when you're on an incline bench, you're kind of naturally there. And so I find it very easy to teach somebody mechanically where you need to be to do a proper chest press. Mm-hmm. So I actually now teach on an incline before I teach a flat bench mm-hmm. to a to, to like a beginner. So yeah. I, I find it uh, way more functional, way more beneficial, easier to teach mechanics. Uh, so incline for the win, man. Yeah, so if you're not doing that... I, I would definitely uh, make that a priority and try that. And that was what I did. Like the small goal for me was, okay, my goal is to catch my incline bench up to my flat. And so yeah. now it's become a more dominant. Lift I
1: think it. to uh, just to even, you know, answers question even more. Um, I would say, you know, do cycles where you just do presses with dumbbells, mm-hmm. flat, you know, flat bench with dumbbells. That'll contribute a lot to your okay. barbell press. Yep. Uh, learn how to pause your reps so you can come down to your chest and maintain tension and keep it under chest for three to five seconds and then press it up mm-hmm. uh, or do lockout benches if your lockout is an issue where you know you only go down, um, maybe you maybe set the rack up so that you go yeah, down these rubber bands too bands yeah, chains. Awesome. These are yeah, all chains. excellent techniques. Yep. If you really want to just improve the weight of your bench press and how much you can lift on the bench press more than development and all those other things and you know in aesthetics. Look to powerlifters; they are the ones yep. uh, that are the experts at this, and they've they've really beat this up yeah. uh, to death in terms of all the, techniques the most do.
0: technical, yeah, about those because I mean they're focused on like four or five lifts. That's
1: that, it. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating review on iTunes, and if we like your review and we pick it, you will get a free Mind Pump T shirt. Also, do not forget to check us out on Instagram. In fact, that's where you can ask us these questions that we'll answer. In our QA episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find my personal page at Mind Pump Sal. Adam has a personal page too. It's at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin is at Mind Pump Justin.
3: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.